Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey, V. Welcome back. Thanks. It's great to be cracking the news with you again. <laughs> it is. Uh, our thanks to Jamie Foxx for filling in last oh, episode. Yes. She did a great job. Yeah, she did. And, uh, Looked good doing it, honey. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Vanessa is back from outer space. Yeah. Uh, she was shooting a film far, far away. In Bulgaria. Yep. Baby. But she is here. Glad to be returned, back. And uh, we're back on it. So yeah. uh, this will be a fun episode. We have uh, Paul Bertin, who's a really funny dude. Charming man. Yep. Twinkling eyes. He was on Saturday Night Live Good for a couple hair. seasons. Had a couple of great characters on there. Yes. So uh, we'll talk to him momentarily. We already did. We're doing this after the fact. What? Don't even tell him. It'll mess with their heads. No. A little tiny bit of housekeeping, and we'll get right to it. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Say, this is the best. Five stars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sure. That's one way to do it. Yeah. You can say anything you want after you click the five stars. You can even say negative things after the five stars. Yeah, I don't know. Let's not encourage that. No, but you know. it's a loophole without giving it lower stars. Right. I see. I see. Uh, you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We'll read them all. We'll write you back. So guest suggestions welcome or just want to say hello. or It's all good. Any old thing is great to hear from you. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, we're also primarily listener supported. So you can donate. That means give us a gift, a financial gift on our website. <laughs> There's a donate button on there. Any amount is very much appreciated. Popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a little clicky thing. You can click it, and uh, yeah, it really helps us out. Click it or ticket. Wait, no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. any little bit helps. And we will give you a shout out on the air. We have a couple people we need to thank because we we've do. been away for a little bit. Uh, and funny enough, uh, a lot of people don't know this. Vanessa's aunt is visiting, and she actually is an NPR. Host. Yeah, I don't like to brag about it, but she's pretty chill. She's really she's here, and she offered to help us do this. So let's uh, let's get her out here. Where is she? Right here. Hi. 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 How are you? Great. Really happy to have you here. Great to be here. I am Colleen Morbidaya, and it's it's really lovely to be here in Los Angeles, California, home of the Dodgers and the infamous Dodger dog. <laughs> right. Uh, where, where is that classical music coming from? I... Oh, oh shit! My phone's ringing. I'm so sorry. Oh, all right. Well, I guess it'll be in the background of this whole thing. Then. Yeah, so, I can't turn it off. All right. Uh, we have a couple people we would love to thank for their donations, if you wouldn't mind. Mm, yeah, uh, here's yeah. the first one. We Samuel. depend on listeners like them, right? Right. I know something about that. Who? Samuel is the first one we need to thank. Samuel. Samuel, thanks so much for realizing the impact that this, uh, what is this? A Pop My Culture podcast. This Pop My Culture podcast makes for young artists, listeners all over the world. Samuel, it's people like you that keep the spirit of public broadcasting alive. Okay, we're not really public. I mean, I guess sort of. Oh, never mind. Uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. To thank. Rebecca, thank you so much for your gift. You know, there's an amazing film by the name of Rebecca that I'd love to take a deeper look inside. That's what we're going to do today in my segment called Rebecca, the film. Let's talk about it. There's also a book, and we have the author of that book from the grave here. We don't, and none of this is true, Colleen. What? Well, I don't know. You want me to do? I don't. You're putting me in front of the microphone. You're asking me to do my thing. I don't know. If I, I do segments, okay? okay? I don't do intros. I do segments. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I'm I'm so sorry. Oh, so this is happening again. You know, I'm on a sabbatical, and it's not for mental health reasons. Okay. This is just a vacation. Sure. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, Colleen. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Thank you guys for donating. Yeah. Samuel and Rebecca really means a lot to us. I'm sorry if my aunt made you feel weird. It's what she does to yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's a little awkward in here right now, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hear the music. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we know you're hiding in there. We hear the music. I'm not hiding anywhere. Okay. Well, I'm, how long is she staying? For an indefinite amount of time. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that's the only appearance she makes in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we can assure it. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, let's get to it, shall we? Okay. Without further ado, here we go with Paul. Uh, our guest today, well, he's a great uh, improviser and comedian. Uh, he was on Saturday Night Live, amongst other things. Paul Bertan is here. Hey, Paul. Hey, how's it going? I got a mid-coffee sip. Yep. Yeah. Well You've done. You've cut me off. You've you expertly <laughs> caught me with a mouthful of coffee. Yep. That's what we I try to it. do here. We put people on edge and then we make fools of them. Okay. It's a very <laughs> low-stakes prank show. Like, <laughs> super low-stakes. You might but. notice your chair is a little slippery. It's very slippery. <laughs> yeah. You've greased my chair. Gotcha again. <laughs> Your hips are going to shimmy side to side all Look, throughout. We're doing this on a Thursday. We know that parking is plentiful, but there's lots of garbage cans out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was a, an obstacle course of garbage cans <laughs> for me to, to try to park between, but I, I lucked out. Wow. And it's not even garbage day. We went out and we pulled all the garbage cans to the streets. Yeah. Wow. Again, our low stakes prank show. Which is twerking with you. That's, that's the name of the show. <laughs> twerking for the weekend. That's a, that's a lot of effort for twerking for the weekend. Yeah. That's a lot of garbage cans. Just trying cans. to get noticed at this point you know really close to something good happening and i would not have known it was a prank i would have thought oh it's slightly more annoying to park but (laughs) you're telling me now now we know where you and we have your reaction on audio isn't that awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what if impractical jokers had like no spines like they were just like not willing to really push anybody's real buttons that's what we do we asked that question and then we answered it with this show yeah, that's, that's it's a niche that's not being served that's otherwise. Right. right. Thank great. you for coming to mm-hmm. our show. Yeah, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. it may be. <laughs> Mouthful coffee. Thank you for having me. <laughs> See? Good job. Yeah, got him again. With the pranking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with this. Uh, last night, or two nights ago, actually, at this point, Stephen Colbert premiered mm-hmm. as the new host of the Late Show. Which, like, I kind of forgot. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, Colbert's back. Oh, wait, no, he's, like, in Letterman's yeah. shoes officially now. Yeah. Like, that's and Letterman wasn't even on the show. He, no. He <laughs> no. I guess that's for the second episode. When does, when does Letterman come back? I don't know that he doesn't plan. You guys, what? No, that's, a, that's the thing. It's, I feel like that is a lot of Americans, maybe. Just like, well, where's Letterman? Never yeah, mind. could be. Could be. But he did a good job. Is that our consensus? I thought he did yeah. a pretty good job. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. You sure it? Did you like it? I liked it. Uh, it was real fun. You know, it's... Um, you could see, like, that bit he did with um, with eating all the Oreos. It felt very Colbert rapport yeah. in kind of tone and everything. And he's great at that. And he did, like, a million other things. Song singing and dance dancing. Showman. Yeah. Showman. There's some showmanship. Showing, showing America is goods. So um, that wasn't like a... Uh, that wasn't like a sexual reference. But I it could his, have been. His, 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 all of his stuff he can do. His many talented. Mm-hmm. He's going to get, he'll get comfortable. It'll take him a little while. Like the opening monologue was a little rough, but like that's bound to happen. Like that weird, like, Can't hey, remember. do you guys want to see them play the theme song? But first, here's this Willie Nelson joke that's not going to land. Oh. And then the theme song. Oh, thing yeah, yeah. That was kind of weird. I was just like, just kick it to the band. You're fine. We're in the show. Yeah. There was like stop and start. He did, yeah, he told all that. All those little edit kind of moments i mean th- after like there was some sort of internal editing that happened right yeah i noticed that too yeah which i've never noticed on 
want to. I've noticed it on cable shows, but I've not noticed it on like a typical network. No, prime time or yeah. late night show. Yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, I thought it was weird. Like, like so, Jean Baptiste and Stay Human, I guess, are his house band. I'm assuming. I, I'm assuming as much that they mm-hmm. will be there if I tune back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. And they seem pretty cool. Though I think it's kind of weird that it's a band based around lead melodica, which I find is <laughs> strange. <laughs> that's a weird instrument. Like, it's just it doesn't sound great. I did not know the name of that until you just said. Neither it. did I. I was like, who is lead melodica? <laughs> the, the tiny piano that you blow into is yeah. a, is apparently the melodica. Okay. It's like a plastic little piano that you mm-hmm. blow into and it doesn't like it doesn't have a big sound because it's a little plastic tiny piano sounds like a little toy yeah some kind. and the theme but. song is like melodica theme to it and mm-hmm. it's like it's not really a uh, blasting through our eardrums here but uh <laughs> all right maybe this will start america's love affair with the melodica mm-hmm. finally melodica makers everywhere are like please let this Thank be a big we've hit been we wait, need. we've been waiting for decades finally we got a shot <laughs> we keep turning these little fuckers out we're not making any money but it's gonna be weird though this is the first time he's really just gonna be himself mm-hmm. you know he's not gonna be the character Stephen colbert that stress would be, be so intense i feel like yeah because obviously he can handle it i mean he's so smart so funny and such a good performer right but like the added stress of like i have like figuring out how to sell yourself in a way you've never had to do because he's so strong as that character right and in characters that would be a really weird transition i feel yeah. like i feel like yeah it's something probably we're all hyper aware of right now and then it'll go two away. months down the road it'll be like oh yeah kind of don't even think about yeah well it's like you know he did the oreo bit which very much felt like what he did before and then even when he was interviewing jeff bush like the real difference i found here was like he was just like he wasn't giving jeb bush a lot of rope to say things like jeb would say like two things and Stephen would like move on like he just kept pushing through the interview which i thought was kind of interesting yeah um and interesting good or interesting bad i don't know i don't know it's you know, it was kind of like, I wonder what, if there were parameters set at all by Jeb's teams or right. if it was... Yeah. I, I would think they wouldn't. I mean, it's a huge platform. I mean, I think drew like 6.6 6 million viewers its mm-hmm. first week out, which like dwarfed everything else. It was around 2 million of the late shows or less. Mm-hmm. So it was a big premiere. Yeah. So it's obviously, if you are a candidate, it's an My awesome My dog escaped. This has never <laughs> happened. Cornbread, hey. what are you doing here? You heard I was here. Hello. Big Hello. fan. Big fan. Dog cameo. Again, low stakes Ma'am, prank show. I'm sorry, Cam. I'm trying to do something. I mean, like, what if we have a dog get out about what six Mr. minutes Walla in escaped? briefly, and then it gets put back? That's uh, the kind of prank that we are known a, for. A nice little dog scampered over here. He sniffed my hand and he went back. I don't think that's a removed. prank. That is not a prank. I, I feel oh, like we got you're going to you wake up tomorrow. We got you real good. And All this right. thing is going to set in. <laughs> oh, man, we got him. Oh, good job. I feel great. Pleasant job. Way to go, team. Way to go. <laughs> the twerkers are out of the gate. Well, let's move on to the Apple event, which happened yesterday. Oh, wow. In mm-hmm. which they. Uh, announced several variations on things that already exist <laughs> do you guys keep up with that are you like oh the apple thing is happening no is that in your i don't i have, I have a i have a google type oh phone you type are deal. really out of it I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out of it i'm just okay. not i don't i, yeah, don't, I don't have an iphone Kool-Aid. i don't drink the kool-aid uh but my understanding is there's a pencil yep, yep. Tell, pencil. please tell Very me very nice it's the eye pencil or apple pencil it's basically just a stylus, which Apple uh-huh. said kind of always 
made fun of that they're never going to do a stylus, and now they're doing a stylus. Um, but because it's a pencil, it's old school and cool, and it doesn't. It's not called stylus, right? right. So, so this is it. It avoids the stench of stylus. <laughs> <laughs> but can you use it on your iPhone, or is it just for i? I think it's, it's for the iPad the Pro yeah. for your watch. You can use it on your Apple Watch. I don't I think no, no, no. The Apple Watch right. only has a very small amount of what it can do, but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I would think that if they sell a battery pack for it, it's got to be called the iPencil sharpener. It would have to be right. Mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. have to do that. Yeah. They do now that they've now that they've heard you say that. Right. And Apple, of course, monitors idea. everything at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. They do. And they're looking for the next big thing, honey. That's it. You just mm-hmm. cracked it. The iPencil sharpener. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird stuff um so the ipad pro um has the the stylus the apple pencil um and uh what else it's got it comes with oh no it's apple tv the new apple tv's got crossy road on it has what this game called crossy road which is basically frogger Frogger? it's just frogger they're making a big deal about the fact that you can play crossy road on apple tv are you saying crossy Road? road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where the end of one word was. Right. And, cross and crossy was not you know, a they, like, word sat, that I knew of until right now. Because you're not an apple verse. But what are we going to call it? Kick off Frogger again. Uh, yeah. They're trying to get across the road. Cross the road? No. Uh, what about crossy road? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You finally did it. Get out of here, you British straight. Jerk off. <laughs> We're using Crossy Road, by the way. <laughs> but the cars have to be on the other side of the road. No, I get it. Fuck off. Because England to. guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got one person from every country. It's the UN of thought tanks. Thought tanks. Yeah, that's like when you've already you're done. Past, past tense of think tanks. I had a really great thought tank. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> We're not using it anymore. It's the thought tank. It's gone. <laughs> Oh. Well, congratulations, Apple, for all that you're doing to keep doing mm-hmm. the same thing slightly differently. Well, the phone, like- the 6S, which comes out September 25th, mm-hmm. um, it's going to have a better camera, like a 4 megapixel, whatever that means, which Apple TV, I guess, can't show. Um, that was the thing. But uh, So it's like a hmm. super, and it's going to have built-in flash into John it, I guess. 4K. 4K? I don't know. For something... Um, so it's going to have a better camera. It's They're doing this thing called live photos, which uh-huh. are just GIFs, or GIFs, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So what? But they're making it a big with, deal because they're coming out. It's got, it's got live photo capability or whatever. And like, So that's bizarre. So it's just making, with your camera, making a mini video almost. But it's yeah. just a f- fewer frame, frames per second. Yeah, I guess so. It's making a GIF without you having to take a video and convert it into a GIF is what's We're happening. Basically, that's what it is. Right. Wow. Oh, okay. Thank God. Live photos, they call them. Live photos. And 3D touch is a big thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that what if does you that mean? press harder on a thing, it'll zoom into it fat further. Like it does... Mm-hmm. Supposedly it's a little more interactive as far as your finger work on the phone screen goes. And I feel like they're kind of scrambling at this point because our, our needs are met. Like yeah, our right? general uh-huh. needs are totally met now. So it's Pretty like much. they have got to dig to make yeah. us think this is good. You're going to need this thing now. Yeah. You're not going to be able to they make it make call thumb pressure thing. thingy. Yeah. As soon as it makes calls, it's going to be perfect, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'll get there soon. I tweeted a joke yesterday that for some reason now I'm going to say a day later because <laughs> we're talking about that was um, I bet a million people have made this joke. It, this new 
um, iPhone 6 is going to come with already broken screen. Oh. Like that's nice. a new option. <laughs> nice. Shatter screen? Yeah. <laughs> I have to I, go I, through the trouble of breaking it. I should two screen. jokes about it. <laughs> one was that I can't, I'm excited that the new iPhone is rotary. And then uh-huh. my other one was, and this one, there's a follow-up thing that made me laugh about this. I just wrote, the new iPad Pro comes loaded with every episode of Empty Nest. <laughs> and then there's a Empty Nest Twitter account, because no. I guess it's on some cable station, and they retweeted it with the comment, if only. <laughs> that guy was uh, like, oh my god, somebody tweeted about us. So great. The Empty Nest Twitter guy. I know. Like, like, huh? Craig, what? Who? Who? You guys! Like you got a mention! sitting in his front room, and all of a sudden this red light goes, meh, meh, meh. Did you at Empty Nest? No. Did you hashtag Empty Nest? No, I didn't know it existed. Deep in the searches. Why would I think that... Perpetual search. Maybe I should check to see if this sitcom that went off the air like 20 years ago yeah. happens to have a Twitter profile. Like, I didn't check that whatsoever. Got, it's just all day of that guy searching stuff that's just nest <laughs> references, or just empty. And he got Some a cast got double names. Oh, 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 Sherry, get in here. Empty. It's all no, it's, right, it's just another uh, woman tweeting about her children going off to college. <laughs> get over oh. it. He has problems. This oh, here's someone who found a, a baby bird that fell out of the tree. Great. <laughs> Talk about the show, you guys. So hard to search this. It still resonates. Discuss Park Overall's performance. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did actually write me back. Now this makes me more excited for it. Hashtag park overall for the win. Really? Nice. Yeah. Wow. So that was funny. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought that empty nest would get the people talking. You Apparently. Never, you never know what's out there. Oh, breaking news. This is via George A. Lucas. You're never going to believe this. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Uh... I mean, I'm probably going to say Chewbacca. Okay, now who's your very least favorite? Oh, it's, well, it's Jar Jar Binks. Here we go. That's who we're talking about. Uh, guess who he was based on? Now we have a new person to funnel hate towards, but it's not a person. Chris Bosch? No? Close? Close. Right. Goofy Dog. Oh. Goofy. Okay. Yeah, George says, I can't even begin to tell you how much of an influence Disney's had on me. I will say one secret that nobody knows. Not many people realize that Goofy was the inspiration for Jar Jar Banks. I know that you'll look at him differently no. now. It's pretty obvious, actually, but um, I love Goofy and I love Jar Jar. Oh, no. Isn't that like the dorkiest no. worst quote to hear from someone that you're just like, just stay in your castle behind the clouds yeah. and let us think that like all those missteps were never your missteps. I'd like Even to respond so to these allegations. Like, poor Goofy. Like, now I hate Goofy. I never loved him, but I did like a Goofy movie. Yeah. You remember when Goofy was like Jamaican? No, you don't. Because that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, who's the other half of the inspo? I know, right? How can, how is it Lucas can't just listen to one person saying, hey, buddy, every person on the planet hates Jar Jar Binks. Just don't mention him He's ever again. He's it's the fine. worst, according You're to not everyone. I was, this is so funny. <laughs> just like a few days ago, I was having a conversation with someone. And was talking about a show, uh, and I was like, big fan of it. But there was like, I was like, eh, this one character I really find annoying, I don't like. And they cut me off in the middle of it, and they were like, they kind of Jar Jar Binks the show. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, a little. I mean, they don't ruin it or anything. But, <laughs> like, Jar Jar Binks is a verb for Bad. The, the thing. Like, 20 years later still is the thing that makes what you like annoying. Not okay. Yeah. Some, one of our mutual friends posted about their daughter has a book about, um, like, go to bed Darth Vader or something like that and she like confided in the father that she was afraid of one of the characters in the book and she mm. didn't want to read it even though she really liked it and he was like well let's go through page by page and it was Jar Jar Binks like in a book about Darth Vader and all the villains oh, no. the thing she was afraid of was Jar Jar Binks and she'd never seen the movie so it's like the children know no. you can sense it in a sense, this is sucking the joy out of whatever uh, it's involved with. Like this, the end quote is so sad to me. It's pretty obvious, actually, but um, I love Goofy and I love Jar Jar. It's like, I'm a simple guy, you guys. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was an accident, but Jar Jar Binks was on purpose. <laughs> no. just, I don't see it at all. I mean, when Jar Jar falls off of a ski cliff, he doesn't go, yee That doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't get it. He kind of does, though, right? He is a squealing... Goober. He just goes, oh, Misa gonna go to the Phantom Out of Farm. I mean, oh, hey, Vanessa. Misa gonna co host the podcast with you now. Oh, it's man. Okay. It's rough. It's not okay. I remember seeing, I'm, I'm not like the biggest, craziest like Star Wars fan, but like when that came out, I think I was in college. I went to see it with someone, and we're all real excited, you know? Like it's been 20 or whatever, at least 15 years since the previous movie. There was even, like, I remember there was someone, there was, like, an usher who, like, came out and, like, was hyping up the crowd. Like, I've never been to a movie where, like, all this was happening. And, like, your excitement level, like, just going from, like, way up high. I'm sure I have, I have my hand. You won't be able to the hear this. And rather hand is so high. hand is rather high, high right now. <laughs> but, like, throughout the movie, just, like... And then occasionally just random glances to whoever you went with. And then finally, like, ah, (laughs) like, what's going on? Yeah, that was like, very low. I, like many other people, did like a midnight show Mm -hmm. when it came out, camped out for a day because that was the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, what year was this? Do you remember? I was like, 98? Yeah, something like that. And I remember, like, it premiered, uh, well, the original Star Wars premiered, one of the places it played uh, was the Coronet Theater in San Francisco, which is this gorgeous one-screen theater, which at that point, was, it's gone now, but it was still there when, the, when this one oh, came yeah. out. And they did all the re-releases there of the original trilogy leading up to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it opened there, and people camped out for a month. A wow. Month. They had, like, you know, just literally, like, you know, tents Ugh. lined up on the sidewalk People. for a month because they were like <laughs> so have... crazy about it. They wanted yeah. to have this experience everywhere. And like at that point, theaters weren't doing the buyer tickets in advance thing, right. you know, reserve seats, all that stuff, which is yeah. like now is like, oh, it's an easy way to save everyone time. Yeah. And hooray. not have a tent village. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but I just remember, even you know, with the people I went with, we went to a shittier theater, uh, the Stonestown Twin in San Francisco, which is <laughs> terrible. And uh, you know, there was a bunch of us from college that went and did the campout thing, and you know, saw the thing. And I just remember like everyone walking out of the theater in stunned silence, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. There was no like no, there, there wasn't even like two people that were like woohoo, you know, like everyone was just like. 
I'm tired what? or disappointed. <laughs> and he was like, he just reminded me of somebody, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah. Goofy. It was goofy. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever you have that feeling of like, there's no way that this movie can let me down, is mm-hmm. when it always lets oh, you down. Boy. Yeah. Like, like the Matrix sequels too. It was like, yeah, there's no. These are gonna be great. Uh, oh, there's ugh. a way. They'll find. They'll find a way. We went with. Um, we had like a French foreign exchange student who loved mm-hmm. Star Wars so much, and he was so excited because they have to wait so much longer for movies mm. to come out in France. So he had was that the first one of them all of the rebirth, the reduce. Yeah, yeah, it was episode yeah. one. So he was super, super, super excited. We didn't have to camp or anything because it had already been out for a few weeks. Um, and like all I remember from the experience, I don't remember the movie at all. He was repulsed that Americans eat snacks while they watch movies. <laughs> like he was watching people get popcorn. He was like, "What is the popcorn for?" Like, he was so upset that people were eating during the movie, and he kept talking about it afterwards. There was a big woman next to me slurping. <laughs> Where was he from? Uh, he was from a very specific part of France. That's the dialect I was doing. It was really good. Really good where, where the bicycles here don't have baguettes in the baskets. <laughs> I don't understand this. He was Parisian. I just need a few minutes in the bedroom. I could do his voice. What are these? What are these snails on the sidewalk? Was it's they, are they not, not perfect? You're not perfect either. Why are they not uh, on the plate with no. uh, the butter? And no, you gotta stop. Was there, I don't understand this, Vanessa. <laughs> oh, there it is. I call bullshit on that guy. He's seen popcorn in a movie before. <laughs> right? Come on, dude. They're they, very good they at being. Um, and I really it's fake I, outrage. Is yeah, this, uh, just, I think very quick to go to disgust, and it yeah. looks really good on them too. Like, this it looks Star good Wars uh, Episode One is this Jojo's uh, obviously based on the Goofy. <laughs> what does? What do you not see this, everyone? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You used to mark my words. Only, Twenty years from now, uh, ish. Easy. Only French people could. The Lucas will uh, <laughs> reveal. Their in palettes are so refined. This, uh, and Euro Disney. I mean, heartbeat yeah. of Disney. Right. Does that still exist? Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, I actually don't know, but I'm. I didn't hear it about it not existing. It does still exist. <laughs> I think you need to say yeah. Still and we, move, we move on. We don't keep investigate. Going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. need some hard hitting journalism here. Deals going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we could talk about Kim Davis a little oh, bit, no. even though we don't really oh, wow. talk about important things. But Survivor, the band right. Survivor, oh. yes. is suing her and Mike yeah. Huckabee for $1.3 million for oh, my playing God. Eye of the Tiger, because they obviously didn't give permission for that, Yeah, because that song is reserved for Rocky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy with Survivor right now, <laughs> band. Happier than I have been in ever. It's the best twist the story could have <laughs> taken. The best legal twist in this story is what's happening it's so right great. now. Like, we couldn't have seen this coming. It's so great. Yeah. I'm so happy. And appropriately shifting the spotlight. Ugh. Yuck. Mm-hmm. I just hope that the 15 minutes are almost over for her. You know? Yeah. I haven't kept up in the past, like, two days if if she goes back and, like, uh, tries to meddle with the issuing They'll just put her back. They'll put her back in jail. But I don't know what she has done since going back. Just said that she's not going to do it. But what? How many? This is another question. Very easily googled. That I'm just going to ask. That's just. How long can you keep doing this? Like I'm not going to follow the law. I'm going to be put in contempt of court. When? When will they just be like, you gotta, you're not, you're done here? Uh, right. There's, there's some. She could do it until she's up for election again. 
which might be years. I don't know, or a year. But I think there's something out, there's some other way to have her. She could be impeached, I believe, by the state government. Like the least important impeachment of all time. (laughs) That it's going to be made into this huge, like, landmine for people. There's tons of jobs out there that she can take and hold firm to her Christian views. Yeah. And not worry about not doing the one thing she's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, not doing her job. Or just sit there and let the guy next to you do it if yeah. you have a problem with it. But yeah, she she may not allow that or whatever. It's ridiculous. There's mm-hmm. a funny Twitter account. Did you guys see it? It sits next to Kim Davis. Yeah, I know who's in charge of oh, it, too. Yeah. It's so good. I don't know if I should say it because I don't think he's added himself yet. Oh, we know it's a man. It's, yes. It's <laughs> oh. a, it's a, it's it a just very narrowed it down. funny uh, improviser who does stuff at like, West Side Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Improviser. Okay, yeah. okay. So we're, we're narrowing in it down. In California. Yeah. yeah. There's, okay. been, like, there's an article that came out that's like, California man creates blah, 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 but I don't think they've oh, named it. So you're not that. busting it. I don't think I should be the one to. Uh, What's his hair? Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is. It's awful. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Thanks, One guess. Yeah, for Twitter account. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's really funny. It's so funny. That's. I think that's the other, other than Survivor, the other best thing to come out of this. What, oh, I didn't get what is what happens on the Twitter account. So it's called, it's like sitting next to Kim Davis or whatever. Yeah. So it's the woman that's like next to her and all the fo- okay. like inter- photos an, and stuff. just an outraged coworker, but like oh. outraged mostly about mundane Things about Kim Davis, you just like she paints her as such a heinous character. Yeah, right yeah. Next to him. Oh, nice. But it's okay. very funny. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, do your Christian views say you couldn't put more toner back in the copy <laughs> <Yeah>. machine? <laughs> it's things like that. <laughs> it's great. It's nice. got like you know eighty thousand followers or something. I think it's probably oh, wow. now. I think it's been like going crazy because everybody's picked it up as a news item. Yeah. Um, I gotta check it out. It's really funny. I mean, I and that know. was by. Can't say. <sighs> Even my hard-hitting journalism can't get to the bottom of this. I want to, but I can't be the one Even to break it. Even my low-stakes pranks can't dig this out. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, yep. That happened. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of your work, Paul. Oh, boy. But can you even call it work? It's so fun, You right? can't. You can't <laughs> call it work if you're having a good time. So you're a longtime improviser. You did a mm-hmm. lot of stuff uh, out of I.O. in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you kind of came out of. Mid-coffee, yep. Mm-hmm. Got you mm-hmm. again. Yes, I.O. Chicago. Right. And so did the process of getting on SNL, did that... Were you scouted out of I.O., or how did, how did it happen? Yeah, they, SNL comes and sees uh, a showcase at I.O., like most summers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it was a showcase there at I.O. Chicago. Sweet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm really phlegmy today. Go, go, go. I put phlegm in Low stakes pranks. Low stakes pranks. That's, that's no. That's no. not a prank. It's that's not? just you it's a prank. phlegmy. <laughs> no, it's a prank. It's a real prank show. He wasn't flimmy. That's the prank. <laughs> it was a real prank. Um, <laughs> so, like, one of the characters you did, Sex Ed Vincent, is one you've been doing yeah. forever, right? Did that come out of I.O. first? Did you, were you yeah. Started there? Yeah, yeah. I did that uh, on a show at I.O. in Chicago called The Late Night Late Show. It was kind of like a fake talk show. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a character I did there. And it was just so fun to do. I did it probably just like a couple times on that show. And then got the idea to create like a whole solo show around it. Um, so then I ran that in Chicago for a while. I don't know, four or five months, something like that. Um, where it's just, it's that guy's seminar 
that he's so giving. Funny and, uh, and the the audience ostensibly has paid to go to this <laughs> sex seminar, uh, and he is not good at any of this stuff. He's not he's not good at what he's talking about. <laughs> Giving seminars. He's um, got a lot of good ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> he has a lot of cre- original ideas. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you uh, Where'd you get the inspiration for the character? Where'd it come from? Do you see something that just like triggered it? Um, it was that. Was, it was something. It was like a bit that we were going to be doing on the late night late show that week. So then, what would happen? The process of that show was like, you'd, we'd have like pitch meetings and plan out the episodes and like. So you would just, if you're going to play this character, you're just responsible that week for basically writing, you know, like a five-minute bit and just coming up with the character, you know, the costume and and the voice and whatever you want to do. So it's pretty much the same thing as I did from the first time, other than I've added a sort the uh, sort of Mike Brady uh, do. Uh, Mr. Mr. Cotter <laughs> hairdo, yeah, <laughs> the cherry on top, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> nice, um, beautiful perm, and you do a lot of improv with like Jet Eveleth. I remember you guys came and did mm-hmm. a show at Sketchfest for us and stuff. Yeah, you still uh, do stuff with her every once in a while. And- I do sometimes. She's not in town right now. She moved out to LA, and then now she's she's been gone for a bit. Um, but yeah, when when she's in town, we'll improvise and stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll occasionally do our either like do an improv festival or we have a sketch show that we wrote as well um yeah we'll do one of those two things how did you fall into well. doing sketch and improv in general had that always been like in on your radar mm-hmm. yeah i i think i always wanted to do comedy get into it um from the time i was little and so i just figured after i graduate college i'll get involved in comedy in chicago somehow um and i think i had gotten i was just i'd done a bunch of like backpacking after college and then i was moving to the city moving to chicago finally uh and getting a job and being a person in the real world and everything and a couple of my friends were already taking a class at io which i had heard of but i had never been to before and they were just like raving about it. So I think I signed up before I ever even like saw a show. And then I saw a show and I was like, holy shit, how are these people <laughs> doing this? Because um, I'd only seen like short form improv before. Yeah. So like it was kind of mind boggling to see like pe- people doing like an hour long improvised show. So. And IO was once Improv Olympic and then mm-hmm. no longer Improv Olympic when mm-hmm. the Olympics decided. Hey, this little improv theater. Wait, is that true? It's totally yeah. true. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started, it was still Improv Olympic. Yeah. And then within a couple of years, they... Because of the Olympics? The Olympics mm-hmm. have like a like a copyright on the word Olympics. So that they were, is it was like bizarre. Go to court or just change the name. Yep. Well, I guess we don't want to go to court against the Olympics. Right. So, yeah. oh my God. Because there's competition between the world of... International sports and because people are going to show up at IO thinking there's going to be discus, skeet shooting, (laughs) some floor or couples figure skating. It would be a nightmare. Yeah, and instead they're like, "Can I get a suggestion?" And you're like, "400 meter relay," and then they don't do it, and then you're really upset. And there's not enough room for it. It was real. A lot of angry customers (laughs) storming out of there for years. So, 
it made sense to, to get the name. <laughs> it made super sense. <laughs> super sense. Super sense. <laughs> so, and you also used to do stuff with Vanessa Bayer, right? You knew her pre-SNL, or was it? Yeah, yeah, at I.O. We, we were never on, like, a team or anything together. We were friends. Like, our, you know, teams performed often on the same nights, but, yeah, we never actually did any performing together. Did you get chosen the same year? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Right nice. in the mic. Hit the mic with that. Scratching my ankle over here, and then I had to say, mm-hmm, into the mic. We're putting you through a lot today. I'm really sorry. That's all right. That's so how problem. did you How did you find out you got the show? Did did like, uh, Mom sit you down? I heard that like, he does that. Yeah. That. Um, so after the showcase in Chicago, um, then I found out like a week later they were flying me out. Uh, to New York, me and a handful of other people from Chicago, um, including Vanessa, and to do an audition, you know, on the on the stage, um, which is very very surreal yeah. and crazy, because uh, it's just the empty studio, a camera, a stage manager, and then off in the corner you can see like, you know, a handful of people, Lauren and other producers. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, do do that audition, and then I think I was I didn't leave town, or I went to uh, my friend was getting married in Connecticut, so I went up to Connecticut. I didn't go back to Chicago yet, and then I got a call uh, while I was there saying uh, we want you to come in for a meeting next week. So then I came back to New York. I stayed oh, there. Oh my god! Did that? Had a meeting. Um, met with like uh, producers and Seth Myers and then Lorne and then yeah Lorne just hired me then in his office that it was meeting? like that wow. yeah it's ca- kind of crazy it's kind of nuts <laughs> obviously your audition went really well but what yeah. was your process of that audition because it is like a, the coldest room everyone mm. always says it's just like you're in a void almost yeah they I'd had lots of friends or some friends anyway who had done the audition before yeah. so I had like some uh, guidance as far as like just do your audition expect you might get no laughs and just kind of go through it don't be thrown by that so if you go in expecting silence, silence and then yeah. you get like some laughs then Cha-ching. it's like oh this is this is going fine yeah right um so i did it again <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was another foot scratch you guys. yeah so um i think maybe i also had going for me just you never know if they're hiring people or not, right. you know? And, like, you yeah. never know. In my head, I was just like, oh, do a really good job, and maybe two years from now they'll be hiring someone. Yeah. And not... This is it. Not, you know, add any more undue, like, pressure than is already there. So just try to be relaxed as best you can. So when your first show came around... Yeah. Um, who was hosting? Do you remember? It was Amy Poehler. Heard nice. of her. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was great. She's done a few things. She's she's done a lot of things. Yeah, mm. uh, it was great because you know she obviously knows the show well, yeah. having having been there for a lot of years, and um, she's just like the best, nicest person like mm. you can imagine. You know, same same like Chicago improv background as me and Vanessa and stuff. So it was, that was a, a great first host. Yeah, uh, to have. Sure. Now, did you do anything on that show, or were you just waving at the end? I was, <laughs> and I heard that's a common thing when people get on. It takes them a while to actually get any screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I we, Amy, uh, 
so nice of her. Amy had it in her monologue that she would like introduce. These are new cast members oh. making their debut. So I was waving in the beginning. I, th- I think I was in one sketch where I had a couple of lines, not not too much heavy lifting, just try and get get through yeah. saying some words on live TV. Um, where I played a nurse of some kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And was then, that and your then first TV experience, or had you already been performing? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd done some things on, like, a TV show in Chicago. But, I mean, there's no... There's no comparing to, like, live. Yeah. No. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the... So, like, like anything, you know, Ooh. any other TV I've done since, there's no comparing it to, like, this is one shot, don't mess it up, you know. Kind yeah, of which pros and cons, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be mean, pretty electrifying. Yeah, it's as... Uh, there's, you know, there's nothing more, like, exciting, I can't imagine, in, uh, in the comedy world. But also, yeah, there's... Uh, Tension. There's tension until the <laughs> until show goes is over, okay. yeah. and then you can exhale <laughs> and finally relax. I'd be like petrified that I was going to drop an f bomb at some point. Right. Like, that's because this happened a few times to certain people. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Cecily Strong did it, and like um, no, she her, did it. Uh, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate did, did it. She had done it. The that's year, right. The year before I was there. Yeah. Oh no! Was that like in the air of like, don't do it. Um, or they get well, fined by the FCC, but yeah. like, it's not a huge deal. But yeah, I don't just frowned upon. <laughs> right, it does I guess have to it be is. so hard coming from like such a strong improv background and com- where you right. can just do what you want to do and like yeah. be. I mean, usually the most successful thing is when you're so unfiltered. But like, there are rules right. now. Yeah, I think like it probably ends up being like I'm sure she probably beat herself up yeah. over it more than like who cares? Right. Right. Every TV channel, I mean, other than networks, you can. Fucking say whatever. I just said fucking right That's now. Right. That's so cool. <laughs> like, it's not, and you can believe it, it for the West matter. Coast feed. Like it's right. just the East Coast feed. It's me a problem on. Yeah, yeah. It's really not a big deal. And I guess, and I, I feel like it wouldn't happen too much because I know like that Lauren is notorious for not liking improv on the live shows whatsoever, mm-hmm. right. unless something goes wrong and then whatever. But yeah. otherwise, it's all on your prompter, correct? So yeah. like, well, cue cards, cue cards, yeah. right? It's not on your prompter, I, and I think the the main reason is for like not being able to do much improv is uh one everything's on cards so the cue card guy and whoever else is waiting for the next line but but especially the cameras like the 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 guys directing it you know like a live sporting event it's a live multi-cam but with like yeah camera cues for like every single line so if it's like a static shot, you know, like weekend update or something, and the camera's not going to change, then they have if you if you yeah, you can play around a little more, but but otherwise it just doesn't man, work. I just thought of how stressful that job would be. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh man, all those cameras, all those cues, like what a domino effect right. if anything goes wrong. Yeah, and I bet you get crazy. in trouble. It's crazy, <laughs> and not a lot of time to like rehearse. You know? No, like, it's. Like, you get a dress rehearsal show, and then they cut a few things f- for air, because mm-hmm. they book more show than they need, yeah, so to speak. And like, I know that one of the complaints is about SNL is that the sketches go on too long, but it's like, they got to fill the time between the commercial breaks, so right. like, you can't do really, really short stuff or you're packing it in with a bunch of things. Right. So it's very, like, a regimented machine in that sense. It's like, they have to f- hit their marks, so to speak, as a show. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like 
couldn't have. Yeah, you couldn't, like, do, like, twice as many sketches, but, like, half as long. There's just not... Like, they couldn't build that many build sets. Many sets. Yeah. Yeah. couldn't put that many things in a production. Yeah. Well, and it's so much based on people's attention span, which has waned so much that it's like, that is that is what, you know, edited videos are for. Like, right. there's a way to have that short content, but with a live show, you have to have you have to have enough time to do the thing. Like, yeah. there has to be a natural pace. And Yeah. The craziest thing is uh, witnessing the crew, like, breaking down the sets and putting up a set like in the commercial break oh like that's a gosh. whole like everyone who comes to see the live show like that's its own show right there just watching them frantically doing that oh wow i think like a okay, pit crew I think there's like some some particular sketch from i don't know i have maybe five six years ago or something like that where it's like it's coming down to the last second <gasps> and it's like you can i think maybe i don't know it's on a documentary or something like that but you can hear them, like the director maybe like being incredibly like we're not going to make it, oh. we're not going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> literally the camera comes on and just as the the other wall is like slamming oh slamming next to the, the adjacent wall, and then some crew guy is just holding the wall like oh. it's not in place, and they just go on Whoa. with the sketch. But yeah, it's it's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the whole thing sounds crazy. What was the first like? What was the first sketch for you that like really landed where you felt like, okay, cool, like that you got your legs beneath you, so to speak? Um, <clears throat> trying to remember. I did I did um that sex ed Vincent character. Mm-hmm. And that was a like a video piece. Um that was pro- that was one of the most exciting things, just because it was like it was my own character, it's something I've been doing for years. Um and we got to, you know, make a video of it and put in all the like cool, sh- just cheesy, crummy effects that yes, this guy right. would have. You know, um, did just you the get look of it was so awesome. In that part as well, um, not a, I'm mean, yes to to a degree, but not down to like here's exactly what the graphics yeah, could look yeah. like. I mean, the people doing it, like John Kreisel directed that, and. Like, so amazing! Just like let him do anything. Yeah. He's he's amazing. Um, so it didn't require a right. lot of. It wasn't like some like beautifully like put together slick thing. And I was like, no, the joke is he's a fucking <laughs> dipstick. Right. It should be. It should look like it's twenty years old and doesn't you know fucking out of date. But I got the new iMovie. I want to show right. it off. No. <laughs> no. So yeah, just seeing that all put together. Um, I think that was like my fourth show or something like that. It was oh, wow. was really That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Where did the uh, the Lord Windermore character come mm. from? Uh, that was not. I, I didn't. I didn't actually write that. A few writers wrote that for me, and I think they were just inspired maybe by like a picture of like a, a guy in one of those suits. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> one of those blue velvet suits with um, you know curly little blonde hair. And Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I think they were just inspired by that, and they were like, "What if Paul is that?" Uh, <laughs> but it's present day, and and then they wrote the sketch. It's such know, a good match that. for your energy, though. I'm surprised you didn't write it because it's like that that twinkle and just I don't know. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was real fun to do. It was a uh, that was a real workout. A lot of prancing. 
Yeah. So much prancing. Prancing don't like, come easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have all the sweets. Mm-hmm. We can't prance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I've always enjoyed the Kings of Catchphrase comedy sketch, too. The oh, yeah. Goran Funky Boy. <laughs> yeah, that was so fun to do. Um, <clears throat> that was uh, Bobby Moynihan and um, Christine Nangle uh, wrote. It was their idea. And then they were nice enough to be like, you play one of these guys and just write, you know, write what your thing is. So, oh, that's great. Oh, nice. So we, I remember, it was like just just up late four or five in the morning or something and just trying to think of like another catchphrase because they had so many of these characters already and I had an idea or just like I was going to be this Croatian guy <laughs> uh, and who knows how or why just that yeah. <laughs> phrase nonsense phrase just came out of my head and we're all laughing and just like yeah that's that we're done do that <laughs> say that Say ooh, funky boy. For no reason. <laughs> oh man, so good. Um, so one thing I didn't realize until I was like preparing for this is that you are the nephew of Bob Newhart. Yeah, that's crazy. It's true. Yeah, comedy royalty. Yeah, he yes, he is absolutely so cool. So 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 cool. Yeah, um, yeah. People uh, often just find that out and. How, like, what? how did you find it out? It. IMDb? It's on, like, it's, it's on, known. It's on the internet. Internet? Yeah. yeah. So had you, like, with that kind of insanely influential comedic person in your family, had that, like, was that an element that brought comedy into your sight as a young person? Um, I don't think directly. I mean, like, we would watch his show when I was a kid, um... Uh, Newhart, the show yeah. where he's a, he's an innkeeper in Vermont. Um, we would watch it, and it was really cool. That's our uncle yeah. on the show and everything. But that show is not geared towards seven year old viewers. Right. Per se. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want we to do an innkeeper show. <laughs> we liked it, and we loved seeing Uncle Bob, and he's mm-hmm. funny. But probably our favorite thing was Larry Daryl and Daryl. Yeah, like, yeah. those, those, that's more kids' pace. Yeah. <laughs> we like the guys who don't say anything. Uh, so um, I think I just got to be crazy about comedy, just totally. Um, Independent of that. that, like I started watching SNL probably when I was nine, um, and that was like my favorite thing in the world immediately. And like, there used to be all these stand-up shows, like on TV. Mm-hmm. Used to be like fifty percent stand-up shows on cable. <laughs> like, uh, so I'd be watching those. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like f- Premium Blend and all those. Like things before, like back in the eighties, short attention span theater. Yeah. Well, that was like short attention span theater would like aggregate all these other shows. There was like uh, A&E's An Evening at the Improv. There was Comic Strip Live on Fox. There was MTV's Half Hour Comedy Hour. Yeah. There was... Oh, yeah. The HBO Don- had the Young Comedian special yeah. over here. Which yeah, is, yeah. I used to watch those. It was a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell had a show on VH1 called Stand Up Spotlight. Um, I know there's one I'm missing. 
Uh, Would you just be like staying up? Caroline's like- something comedy at Caroline's something like that. Carol Leifer hosted. Yeah, I would. I felt like I'm probably the only kid in my fourth grade class like staying up, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watching A and E till eleven at night to watch. Uh, yeah, some stand up comedians. Um, so it wasn't until like I was probably in high school, like a teenager, until I got to know my uncles, like his original. His comedy albums that he put out yeah. in the 60s and like all of his original material. It's so just really awesome. Still, I mean, I listen, I, this week I was listening to him and they, they still hold up and they're so funny. Just did so you ever good. Did you ever see the movie Hell is for Heroes that he was in? It's a war movie with like Steve McQueen and stuff like that. But he's like, basically does his button down bit in this war movie yeah. where he's like on the giant uh, phone that goes right. into base or whatever. And he's basically doing that bit. And it's yeah. amazing that it like, it's really funny and it gets some comedic relief in a movie that's really <laughs> dark. It's a war film. Yeah. But like I was, I just watched that now. And I was like, wow, I, I have, I've seen clips of that, but I haven't seen the whole movie. It's pretty crazy. That, yeah. that was a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so great. So good. Well, let's do first. We do a different first, every podcast from life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for episode 188, so we've done a lot of these. Uh, what was the first time you got hurt bad enough that you had to go to the hospital or it left you with a scar? Broken hearts don't count. Uh, oh, boy. Broken hearts don't count. Um, okay. I've got a scar. I've got a scar on my finger. Maybe looks, you can see. We're looking at the evidence. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little Just cleft like a in line. your knuckle, an extra. Oh, no, right here. Oh, that is just a knuckle cleft. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. There's just We've like got a it. line yep. on oh, my knuckle, uh, on my finger. And <clears throat> you heal well. I mean, you have a bit of a scar, but you're Wolverine, right? I, it's I a am beautiful slender scar. I can't <laughs> wait to hear how he got it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna guess like five years old, and we were at I was at a friend like in, in the neighborhood over at his swing set in the backyard. Uh, one of those like 1980s swing sets, yeah. and it was like uh, they would have just kind of dug it into the ground, in mm-hmm. the dirt but not, like, cemented in or anything like that. So people were swinging on it. Those things will rock back and forth. They will rock oh, back and forth. You know where this is metal. going. Yes, I know. So, like, while people are swinging, the, the poles will, like, come off yeah. the ground and yeah, then they go up and down and up and down. So uh, I, because I was a, a very smart child, I was uh, putting, putting sand under it, trying to thinking that that would help keep it on the ground. Sure, yeah. As as the pole would go up and down, it just as someone needs was, more ground. Just needs more. Soil. You'd be handing a flood. You'd be handing a flood. I'm just saying it out there. Right, right. Uh, and lo and behold, while I'm putting sand under one of those poles as it goes up in the air, it comes right down on my finger. Ah! Yeah, but luckily, it then as the person was swinging, it went right back up again. And went right back up. And and I, yeah, up. I kept doing it, and I kept shouting, "What's going on here?" Needs more fingers. <laughs> Hurdy finger. Um, so, yeah, so I it, it was just cut relatively deeply. It you know it didn't break. No, 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 it didn't break. Wow, because uh, the sand the sand had some <laughs> give that helped. <laughs> uh, it didn't break or anything. It was just a cut, and I didn't have to go get stitches or anything. Didn't have to go to the hospital. But I told here's here's the lie I told my mom uh, was not that I was doing that uh, dumb thing that I just explained, <laughs> but rather one of the neighbor kids uh, had thrown uh, a shoe up in the air. Not not just any shoe. 
a metal shoe. Of oh course. my god! Which is not a real thing. Well, for horses, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yep. We Someone threw like, a metal huh. shoe. <laughs> And it landed on my finger. Yeah. This <laughs> is how a five-year-old happens, man. That's going to get me Fits out of trouble. Like, you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Poor little people. Those Nike Platinums. That'll do it. <laughs> I'll get you. Mm-hmm. I'll get you. A short-lived shoe. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Vanessa? What was yours? I mean, I was so accident-prone. There were a lot of them from a very young age. Like, when I was really little, but I have no memory. I was like a year and a half. And it was, of course, a snowstorm. And I was <clears> trying to bang on the piano. And the... um. I had like crawled up on the piano bench and the piano bench fell out from under me so I cracked oh. my head open across the piano. Uh, oh, nice. oh, oh, oh. I have one of those stars. But the first one I remember more was the same at an 80s fucking place that situation and I uh, I was on the monkey bars mm-hmm. and um, doing something stupid and I ended up like falling hard enough onto my arm that I fractured it very slightly I guess mm. and they said all I would need is a sling. The doctor, well, like, if I could keep it still, I would just need a sling because it was just, like, a very little fracture. And then I was, a manic, uh, like, a maniac child. But mm. I promised the doctor that I would keep it in the sling. And that was on a Saturday. And then Sunday, we went to church, and I was in Sunday school. And my Sunday school teacher, like, brought me screaming to my mother because I'd taken the sling off and started dancing on the table. And so oh, my no. doctor said I could do it. <laughs> wow. So I got a cast that day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sometimes you just gotta dance. You know, after, my motto, like, dancing for the Lord. That, yeah. <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> on the table. Well, you know, you needed rain, and you thought that's the only way this is gonna happen. I did go to a Native American. <laughs> 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 Mine's very similar to Paul's in that I had metal shoe. Oh my god, a metal oh, shoe hit him. They yeah. both have these beautiful for our listeners at home. We're talking an angel hair scar on both of yeah. their index fingers. Yep. Is this an index or pointer? This is my left pointer. Point. Which one's the index? Middle finger? Same. Pointer is index. Is index. Yeah. Why is so, it the index finger? Uh, I was putting sand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Where were you putting sand? <laughs> it's, uh, it's all sand related. Uh, I went to a construction site. And this is not where it happened. I went to construction site with my How friend. How old were you? And I was probably like seven, somewhere around there. Good, good age for a construction yeah. site. <laughs> went down to a construction site and like took a bunch of the styrofoam that they had there. Yeah. And my friend and I had the idea, like, well, let's like carve like shields and like swords out of them. Oh. We'll have like styrofoam shields and sword fights, you know, because yeah. so we can't get hurt on those. In theory, it's a good idea, except for right. the construction. The carving. Yeah. Uh, the carving <laughs> of the thing. So I had like one of the things that I was working on making a shield and I was using just a kitchen knife. And oh, I was just like no. carving away at it and it slipped and then it like sliced my knuckle. <laughs> and, and it didn't hurt, but it bled like crazy. So that scared the shit out of me because yeah, yeah. I'd never really <clears throat> bled much, yeah. you know, like, so I was like, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> and, like just ran it underwater and stuff. And then, you know, I didn't need a stitch or anything. It's just a bad uh. Scar, yeah, it's not a bad scar, but it's there's a reminder to not try to carve shields. So, yeah. any of our younger listeners, uh, we've named a few dangers for you guys to watch out for. I mean, you would Gravity think that is sh- the biggest that, one as a, a story that starts two. with that. So, we went to this construction site, there's yeah. some heavy machinery involved, Could have been a lot worse, right? No, literally, it's like, <laughs> oh no, we just took some supplies from there, <laughs> to make this like this happen at home, material, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't get a didn't get a sword fight out of it either. I mean, fucking come on! Oh man, no, you got really? the ultimate sword fight. Are you kidding me? You That's lost right. to yourself. I got a battle wound. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that. Mm. Uh, well, let's do my question set. Uh, I haven't okay. done a build a movie in a while, so we're gonna do a build a movie. Whoa! 
so we can build this together. We'll just go around adding elements to it. Any actors oh, wow. that we want, stars, whatever. There's no budget, uh, living or dead. We'll just add plot elements and people to it. Okay. You're a big Wes Anderson fan. Yes. So I thought it'd be fun. <coughs> oh, Wes Fanderson. <laughs> oh, there yeah, we go. I, I do. I do call myself that. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to build the ultimate Wes Anderson movie. Like maybe uh-huh. the next movie that he's going to make that we've not heard about yet. What's it going to be? Who's going to be in it? What's going to happen? Let's build that together, the Wes Anderson oh, film. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what's it going to be about? It's going to be called The Elegant Pinkston Monastery. The Elegant Pinkston Monastery? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So uh, it obviously uh, takes place in a monastery, mm-hmm, primarily. I guess is what you're <laughs> and, and Gary Pinkston... Because the elegant Pinkston monastery character name Gary Pinkston um, is left this monastery that was on his family's land. Let's say, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe his uncle was a monk, <clears throat> and then the last monk at this monastery, and passed it on to his nephew. His I said nephew, uncle, right? Like, and yeah. that's and that's in the first scene, and that's F. Murray yeah. Abraham. That's like oh, the one she yes. has. Okay, this is good. And yeah. the monastery is in. Uh, Montana. Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. Montanastery. <laughs> it's Montana Monastery Country. Yep. <laughs> so it's got a real, it's a Western, it's a Western Anderson. Oh. <laughs> is the genre that's being created here. That's really amazing, actually. Um, so there's um, just some black hatted. Bad, bad cowboys oh. uh, who want that monastery uh, for themselves. For their cider. For their for cider their, distillery. Yeah, distillery. Yep. That's yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the the leader of them is played by. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think through the end of the sentence. Yeah, you get there. Um, I, I think it's got to be played. By Michael Shannon. Oh, nice! Right. His introductory to the Wes Anderson world. Mm-hmm. He always gets a few new people here and there. Uh huh. Oh, who's our nephew? Why and did where did he? Okay, I've got a lot of questions about the nephew. He inherited it, so then he comes, and he's like a fish out of water mm-hmm. to this monastery because he's been living in the suburbs. Of I mean, it could be like state. it could be that he's like San Diego. It could yeah. be that he's like a New York Jew, and it's like Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. he gets to sing. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So that's yeah, nice. talk about fish out of water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he goes out there, but then and he oh yeah, he wants to turn it into um, a bed and breakfast. <laughs> the kid does. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, he's not going to keep it a monastery. No, he's okay. not a monk. He's a Jew. Right. 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 Um, Which and and why he's the nephew? Uh, someone someone in there converted. Yeah, yeah. someone in there converted. <laughs> okay. Which is a funny series of flashbacks too. It's like he mm-hmm. didn't know that this monastery even existed. So then we get to see the family tree kind of sprout up, mm-hmm. and it was like his aunt, who was Jewish, married this man. Who was also, maybe he was even, like, orthodox, but then somewhere he had this, like, come-to-monk moment mm-hmm. <laughs> where he became a monk, mm-hmm. moved away. Everyone else in the family is long gone. 
That mm-hmm. was his only surviving relative. And so, yeah, wow, now he has a monastery. So he's going to turn it into a bed and breakfast. But this land mm-hmm. is super valuable. A lot of people want it, not just the cowboys for the Saturday distillery. There's an oil baron <laughs> oh. played by Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I really, uh, 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 I, I, I want your land. <laughs> so he wants the land. And uh, he's doing oh. something nothing. And he's got like he's got like the big <clears throat> stovetop hat, and he's got like a, almost a snivy lip flash like God. mustache happening. And uh, all this time, uh, Schwartzman, who would you say is? Yep, yeah, okay, Schwartzman is hearing like skittering rats. He thinks in the attic of the monastery. Then he's like, I'll t- I'll tend to that later. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been. It's been Christina Ricci and a band of ragtag like boxcar children that have been <laughs> crouching in there. Mm-hmm. And they, at first, of course, it's like an adversary relationship. But then they join with him to take on the cowboys and the oil baron. Mm-hmm. And so they have like a ragtag group of misfits that have. They're making like out of the old monks. Habits, or whatever they're called, when it's a month, they're cloaks. Cloaks. Yeah, they're making new uniforms uh-huh. uh, to be a little team. <laughs> they band right. together. Right. All right. As a disguise. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say Owen Wilson is the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Yep. We don't want another monastery around these we parts. We don't need another monastery in this town. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And he's in love it's, with Christina Ricci, who's been squatting up there. It was his high school sweetheart. He didn't know where she went. Mm-hmm. But her, she had a cosmetics thing that went bonkers, and it didn't go well. So she moved in. What year is it right now? That's like, a great question. I feel like it can't be contemporary. It's got to be like... 75. 1975. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1975. Sure. There's a lot of guys, a lot of cowboys on horses. Yep. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of this I movie. would, too. All the music, it's all Hank Williams covers <laughs> done by Sue George, so they're like oh. Brazilian Hank Williams covers. And there's some uh, doodly-doo. What's it called? Melodica. Melodica. Okay. Yeah, it's ha- Melodica Hank Williams covers. Uh, and it mm-hmm. ends up... Everyone can get behind the idea of the bed, the bed and breakfast. So, like, the cider distillery is moved off the land, but they pref- they give all the cider yeah. for the bed and breakfast guests who come to tour the distillery. Christina mm-hmm. Ricci is in an open <coughs> marriage with both Jason Schwartzman and uh, what's a face, the sheriff, Owen Wilson. Wilson. They have many. And they children. end up being, it ends up being like the first craft cider distillery in America, um, starting off. The uh, homebrew boom craze. (laughs) (laughs) And they got the seed money for the beautiful packaging from the oil baron. (laughs) There it is. Mm -hmm. Who had a change of heart. The uh, Schwartzman's aunt is played by Angelica Houston. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. she'd pop up there too. Oh yeah, she was supposed yep. to be dead, but then she comes back. She just she had she hated the monk, so she faked her own death. But she's come back now that he's dead because she always did like the land. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> she's been abroad. She wears huge sunglasses. I think we got a movie. What's it called? The Elegant Pinkston Monastery. Yes, <laughs> done. All right. Done. Soul. Looking forward to it. So Western Anderson. Call us, West. Western Anderson. <laughs> okay, it's turn time for my questions. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? No, I have not. Mm. No. Okay. It, it, I had to think because that w- would be the kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I, it's possible I walked past one in a hallway at Thirty Rocks yes, because that kind of stuff would happen. But not, uh, not that I, I never had a conversation with one. They're not big on conversation. No. They're actually not, They're not big, big on anything. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Um, if you could live for a week as anyone you do an impression of, and in this week it would you would have like the Mission Impossible team to make you look exactly like them. You uh-huh. get to take over their life as they're locked in a closet. Whose yep. life do you take over and impersonate and 
what do you do in that oh moment? i just i think james franco oh yeah i think so too because <laughs> he just does whatever he wants he does he yep. does everything he does whatever he wants he does everything and he gets certificates for all of it yeah it feels like no one's no one's stopping him no one's telling him like hey chill out with all the stuff and like you can't keep doing this and be a and be a big time movie star yeah no no one's like, policing him no he could he go unpleased yeah he's fully unpleased <laughs> um dub smash or dumbass what does that even mean uh, uh, dumbass yeah thank you it's just I don't I don't like dub smash I music. Either. I don't care for it. Well, and that app I hate. That's what I don't like. That thing that people keep doing, dub smash, where it's like your mouth moving to sound clips from a movie or something. Oh, Have I'm not familiar with that. I haven't seen it now. No. It's like, congratulations, you're able to move your mouth around something that's already funny. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not a fan. No, thank you. No, thank uh, you. Let's talk condiments. What's your favorite oh. squirt and when? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my second favorite squirt, uh, is, I mean, if it has to be a squirt, I mean, what have you got? You got ketchup, mustard, maybe relish. You can add, you can make it a splat or a slop or a scoop. All right. Here, here's what it is. It's a splat. (laughs) And I'm going to, I'm going to change your guys' life right now. It's tomb. What's that? It is that like uh, garlic paste that you can you get often at like a falafel type place, oh, like a kebab type yeah. place. It's just like a white paste. Well, you can just buy a whole goddamn tub of it. <laughs> Where at the grocery store? Uh, you get you're gonna have to scope out the right one because they're not they're not everywhere. Yeah, but it's just garlic paste. That you can put on every single food. Is there a butter will. mixed in, or is it no, just? No, it's basically <clears throat> it's basically just garlic and oil and like lemon juice oh, made into a paste. What is your favorite thing to put it on? Every food I eat that's really? not bread? coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bread. Any meat. Anything. Any meat. Yep. Not fruit. Not fruit. You're right. Found the loophole. No, not, <laughs> not coffee cake. <laughs> uh, okay, you've angered a dark underlord, but he delights oh in making you choose a punishment of his design. Dark so underlord, like a, like, a, like a mob person, or a, no, 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 like a, like a person from the underworld. Okay, a sort of demon. Okay, a demon of, of sorts. Yeah, uh, he's <clears throat> giving you these two options for punishment. Either right. you would dress as. Um, basically, little Lord Fauntleroy forever, okay. all the velvet, everything. <laughs> or you have to be sex ed every time you make love. Oh man! But only when making love. Yeah. Well, I I know how that would turn out. I <laughs> would never make great. love again. Yeah. <laughs> never. Have well, you sex would have only one offs because they, you they get would, to be you up would, until they then. would leave during. <laughs> you have half offs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd have to. I gotta roll my roll the dice with the blue velvet Whoa. suit. Yeah, I, it's so impractical. <laughs> it is. In this heat wave, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yo. But when That's the true. suit comes off, honey. That's right. Yeah, yo. Yeah, you can take it off. That's the whole thing. Uh, beautiful choices. Yeah, well Thank done. You. Well, you did it. You made it all the way through the podcast, Paul. Oh, thank God. Oh, and thank right. God I made it through without any pranks happening. <laughs> well, just you wait. Guess what? We unscrewed your water cap and then re-screwed it back on before you... No, I was, I was drinking <laughs> water. Zing, zong, zang. I was drinking water the whole time. 
Oh, got you again. <laughs> not, oh, not man. A prank. Cole, yeah. we've outdone ourselves. We really did. We really did. <laughs> <sighs> and when we put that itchy calf uh, powder. Oh, yeah. So you'd like occasionally Keeps move away. I was adjusting my shoe. My, I wasn't even itching. Your metal <laughs> shoe. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. you. I wore these kids. metal shoes. <laughs> Someone threw a metal shoe in the air. All right. It's not it's not very plausible, That's but true. I gotta commit to it and I gotta convince mom. Mom, it was a metal shoe. metal shoe. Well people can follow you on Twitter. Yeah. At Paul Britan three. Yes. Because there's two others, I guess. There's some guy who has never tweeted who has a yeah, regular Paul Britain. And I've tweeted at him a few times, just been like, Hey guy, you've never used this. G- gimme and no he, he's continued to never tweet that's i hope it's actually uh just maybe i signed up for it uh drunkenly forgot. and forgot the password like right. eight, eight years ago or something Possible. but yeah parallel university yeah fucking over regular university <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an intense prank if that was one uh-huh yeah that was us we bought Paul. we bought the other two. Oh, you jag bags <laughs> that's a legitimate yeah. prank give me the goddamn twitter it handle it was a long con <laughs> We were hoping that one day you'd find out and call us jag bags. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dream, and it paid off. So high fives in America and uh, international listeners. Well, you can't follow Paul without a three, guys. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> but you can follow us on there, too. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and thanks for being here, Paul. Thanks for having me. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>